that's the problem with a Microsoft at the moment. It just can't, it just doesn't have any games. Like, exclusive, new, fun games, you know? Yeah. And I still enjoy my Xbox. I, I like playing games on it, but I think I'm in the minority. I do, too. I mean, that's my go-to system, but, yeah, I play Mass I play, you know, I've been playing Mass Effect on it and everything. I don't know. I don't see why. Where's the hate? Why the hate? Well, <laughs> well look at how many great PlayStation games came out at the beginning of the year. And then what? what is uh, the Xbox have that's exclusive to it? Halo, Halo Wars. Wars. That's it. <laughs> And that's a pretty niche title. I mean, a lot of the PlayStation titles were niche, but that's pretty niche. And, uh, yeah. Matt is wrong about games. <laughs> uh, uh, I miss... Yeah, we need to have a gaming night or gaming day soon with Humphrey. We do. Yeah, yeah I was thinking what we could play. Maybe Street Fighter 4? We haven't yeah. played that in a while. yeah. Or we still need to try. <laughs> yeah, we got to try. Tried to try. All right. Um, I don't know. I don't, do you still have Uncharted 4? Did you ever play that? I, I'm not sure if I have it. I never, I was working my way through the first three and I got to the second one and got distracted. So I'm not sure if I ever bought the fourth one. So the fourth one, of course, has multiplayer. Yeah. We could try. That could be a fun game. Even if, uh, like, Matt doesn't play the campaign, if he could play the uh, just the multiplayer, you know, get it cheap. Yeah. Uh, this is Spartacast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hey. At any. It is a Friday evening. Yes, Friday after a very <laughs> long week. <laughs> but it, it was it was. One of the worst weeks I've had. It was depressing. <laughs> Same my here. software at work, my software at work was not cooperating, and it was very frustrating because I couldn't get anything done. And that's not entirely true. I got some things done, but at the the rate in which I got things done was less than satisfactory. And it's all because things that I've come to rely on uh, were just they're not working for me. I had a very emotional week because of family and friends and exes and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, but, yeah, we're here to finally start the prequel season of Spartacus called Gods of the Arena with six episodes that they filmed because Andy Whitfield was in treatment for cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first two episodes, the... We'll be, uh, we'll be discussing today. Uh, the, uh, do we have any fun history facts, Matt? Yeah, I've got some facts. Um, first of all, I think we all remember the scene in which, in which Badiatis got urinated on. Yeah. I remember so I just... there being some peeing in this <laughs> somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember the peeing. Well, hopefully he doesn't end up pregnant be- like uh, poor Argive Princess Deny who was reclining on a couch when she was impregnated by Zeus in the guise of a golden shower. Yeah. Well, he was disguised as a golden shower. He was disguised as, well, it may have been, he was in the clouds and the golden shower just came down from the heavens down upon her. And she got pregnant from that. She got pregnant from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the Louvre, 
you can find a Grecian vase circa 19 or circa 450 to 425 BC, and it's called Denai in the Golden Shower. Mm. Now, in here they have a, a little vase, and it looks like well, it looks like it's floating. Wow. The shower is coming from up above, so that's not it's not pouring it on her. The shower is definitely coming from up above. Okay. Yeah. So were I still believing in the gods at that point, or I don't know? Well, it's kind of funny because during the, the was it the first episode, they were making jokes about the gods and maybe what Aphrodite. I can't remember which god they referenced, but well, that's a Greek god, and this is Rome. So oh, Venus. Venus. Were they talking about Venus? But then they joked about how not to be blasphemous. So I don't know. I mean, they they could just be like you know atheists, like. They reference gods, but they don't really believe. Yeah. At this point, I don't know. I'm sure there are some that that do, and some that don't. I'm just curious what, if our characters do. Are are they religious? Um, no. Well, maybe. Um, maybe because uh, Lucretia did that ceremony. They were trying to get pregnant in the first season. Maybe they just believe in it when they want something. <laughs> maybe they're just doing that for good luck or something. That's pretty modern. Yeah. <laughs> when it's convenient. Yeah. And then I started to uh, to research virginity in ancient Rome because some of the characters at the beginning they talked about their you know not bruising their petals, they'll be deflowered soon enough, and, <laughs> and all of that. And I was reading about the Vestal Virgins. These were priestesses of the Roman goddess of the hearth Vesta. They tended the sacred fire in the shrine of Vesta in the Roman Forum and performed other rites associated with the goddess, such as caring for the sacred objects in the shrine and inner sanctuary, preparing ritual food, and officiating at public events during the yearly Vestalia, Vesta's feast days, which is from June 7th through the 15th. The virgins were chosen between the ages of 6 and 10 years old by the chief priest and had to serve for 30 years, during which time they, of course, had to remain chaste. Once their 30 years of service was completed, they were free to marry, but very few did, as it was considered unlucky since they had essentially been the brides of Vesta for most of their lives and were consecrated to the goddess. If a Vestal virgin failed in her duties, she was severely beaten, and the punishment for loss of virginity was being buried alive, though other, worse punishments were sometimes given, such as having molten lead poured down one's throat. Even so, the Vestal Virgins were honored by the community, had most of their needs provided for by temple tithes, and were free of many of the restrictions Roman women had to endure. In fact, because they were so highly regarded that the punishment of breaking their vows was so severe, uh, well, I'm going to reread take two on that sentence. It was, in fact, because they were so highly regarded that the punishment of breaking their vows was so, so severe. Plutarch yeah. writes, if these Vestals committed any minor fault, they were punishable by the high priest only, who scourges the offender, sometimes with her clothes off, in a dark place with a curtain drawn between. But she that hath broken her vow is buried alive near the gate, where a little mound of earth stands. Most of the virgins on record kept their vows, however, and continued through time to honor the goddess Vesta and the city and people of Rome until the coming of Christianity. Hmm. I vaguely remember my high school mythology teachers talking about the Vestal Virgins. I think you just like saying virgin. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at that age, it's kind of a, ta- maybe not taboo word, but it's not something you really talk about a lot. <laughs> um, I guess in class. 
So the first episode is called Past Transgressions. Originally aired November, sorry, January 21st, 21st, <laughs> 2011. Written by Jesse Warren and directed by Jesse Warren and written by Stephen S. DeKnight. And on this uh, episode, there's a commentary by Rob Tappard, Jesse Warren, Ian Aitken, and Barbara Darrow. Barbara Darrow is the costume designer. I can't remember who Ian Aitken is. I'm pretty sure I'm saying his name wrong. He's part of the crew. Maybe he's a set designer. I don't remember. Or set guy. So, yeah. So, this is a prequel season set before the events of season one, kind of showing us... You know, earlier part in everyone's lives, maybe how we got to the point we were in season, the beginning of season one. Introduced to Gannicus. So what'd you think of Gannicus so far? Well, he's very charismatic. Yeah. More than John Spartacus. <laughs> he's got a great smile. He's very cocky. He's very pretty. <laughs> pretty boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's got a mullet thing working. Yeah. (laughs) He's played by Dustin Clare. Who, Who, looking at his IMDb page, of course, I am shocked and horrified to learn that I'm older than him, even though uh, he looks five years older than me. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was at the panel I went to in um, San Diego with Lucy Lawless and I think Manu Bennett and... um, I'm blanking on his name now. New Spartacus. <laughs> um, Liam McIntyre. Mm-hmm. You know, there are like two Spartacus conventions this year, I think. I think one is either this month or next month, and another one's like in the fall. Maybe I should try to go to one one year. I know um, Craig Parker is at one of them. He might be fun. Oh, I wonder if we'll be seeing him this, this prequel season. I don't know. I was disappointed at Noah Lithia. God, I hope she's in it, too. <laughs> well, we've got, well, you know, I was noticing that it seems like there's a lot of similarities to season one. So we got, you know, Lucretia has a BFF and uh-huh. yeah, there's kind of you know, a lot of similarities, kind of like resetting a little bit just with different characters. Oh, it's resetting a lot. I mean, <laughs> the whole Batiatis' whole arc in the beginning was how to climb out of the sort of uh, low standings of his ludisp and join the higher echelon of Roman gladiator and make, you know, political advancements. And that's all he's doing here too. It's yeah, the yeah. same. He's got the same thrust. Trying to <laughs> thrust. I tried to yeah, better himself, get higher standings. Just this time he's trying to get you know, into the better fights in the arena. They mentioned the Primus again. Yeah, I remember that being a thing last season. Yeah, the main event. Is that what it was? Yeah. So here we are again. Just new people. How how far in the past are we? I don't don't think there's at some point you get an idea of how far it is. I don't really remember for sure. Um, Are they building the arena that we see later? Yeah, that's the arena they're building. Okay, well, that might take some time to build, right? Yeah. And yeah, Salonius and Badiatis are friends. <laughs> They're all chummy with each other. That was strange to see. Even stranger than that was Lucretia being so demure. Demure. Yeah. She was very coy. Her friend. Her friend is how she was to Alithia, and she's the Alithia in this. Yeah. Very uh, 
acting very naive and oh I have sex with a slave and oh my god and this is where she learned it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's definitely the uh protege in the prequel and becomes the sensei in the uh, <laughs> Thank you, Sensei. The master in the in the season one. So that and that's very strange. And uh wow, Lucy Lawless is great. Yeah. Um well, you know, Rob Tapper's married to her. He was making um comments. Um Throughout the commentary, like, you know, I'm not used to seeing her wear such light clothes. She wears a lot of, you know, dark clothes at home. And he said that after the sex scene, she just comes home and goes right to bed after they have to do sex scenes on the show. Hmm. Because they're exhausting, she said. Um, so the arena, they actually used real people in the arena instead of CGI crowds. Well, it was a tiny space. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't the big arena. And in season one, when they had smaller venues, they used real people. Yeah. And it was pit. just that, it was just that massive arena that they used the digital crowds. Yeah. Though they, the market scenes in this, in which there were a few, had, they had a lot of extras. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt like they may have spent a little more money. Yeah. They had a hit. So they <laughs> spent some more money on it. What do you think about the lady flashing <laughs> the crazy lady? <laughs> That's always one. I I love a crazy flasher. I love the crowds. <laughs> one of these days, I'm gonna make that master cut of all the crowds. <laughs> all the boob <laughs> flashes. Just gonna be like 30 minutes of crowd action from Spartacus. <laughs> yeah. They said in reality, in the arena, men and women would have been separated, but they. And royalty would have been sitting like near the bottom, but they didn't get that right for the show. The crowds are very mixed. Yeah. Not just gender, but race as well. And it, it seems odd that, that, well, frankly, that white people would want to sit next to anyone who's not white. <laughs> Gosh, white people. Uh, so there's a different doctor where, well, you know, Animaeus was so different in these episodes. He's not just, scowling and grim he's actually happy and smiley well he has a gorgeous wife yeah she's so pretty <laughs> who apparently is one of the lead characters on a show that my mother watches blue every friday night blue bloods yeah. and i do not watch it because it's not my kind of show i'm not 70 years old so i'm not watching blue bloods but yeah. i wonder i wonder if i'm like mom recognize this actress of course, I'll send her the topless photo. Yeah, send her the screenshot. <laughs> it's what's your face from Blue Bloods that show you like cannot unsee. I saw a couple of episodes, but I couldn't watch it. And the reason I couldn't watch it was because I lived in Mississippi where we couldn't get. Uh, well, this wasn't the why this happened, but for some reason the CBS channel always had audio video sync problems, so I just couldn't watch it. <laughs> it's like this is weird. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> big is there? What are they like? A big Irish Catholic cop family. Something they have like big that. dinners, and then I. The way that it's just been uh, described to me is that there's always a plot where, like a, a, let's say, a young black kid is beat by a cop, and then all the cops defend the cop who did the beating, except for the one liberal daughter who's like, ba 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 ba. They're <laughs> like, shut up, girl. You're you're a member of the cop families. Stick by your own. Like, oh. Really? Is that what the show is? God, I hope not, but it makes sense. It's targeted for an older older crowd. 
<laughs> Sorry, Blue Blood fans, if oh, you're listening to this. Racist just people. Maligned your- <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah. I don't know why I what got. I think I was watching because some people I knew, you know, friends were watching it. But I, don't, I couldn't keep up with it because I couldn't. Because the audio video were out of sync and it was throwing me off. And it's been on for eight years at this point. Yeah, I couldn't go catch up. <laughs> it's almost getting to be that way with like the CW superhero shows because they're producing twenty-two episodes a year and they're about to be like five different shows. I'm just so far behind. You just can't. It's just too much. Yeah. And I start shows and I don't finish them. And I feel really bad about it. I keep saying I'm going to go back and get caught up one day, but you know, they're just cranking out so much. Yeah. So I, I like, the, I like the shorter seasons. I today, before we recorded, I watched the first episode of Big Little Lies. Oh, uh, I've seen the first two. That's so good. <laughs> uh, it makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> These women are so nasty. I can't. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a it's a fake niceness, and simmering underneath hostility. There are I, oh, it makes people. There are friends that I've just had to stop hanging out with because they're always talking about people behind their backs, and I just know it's they're probably talking about me when I'm not around. Like I refuse. I don't really say bad shit about my friends behind their back, but they're always ragging on someone. I just sit there like so uncomfortable. And, I, when, and one time, I just remember one time they're like, so what do you think, Will? I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not joining in on this. <laughs> like, I like him. He's this guy's always been nice to me. So do, do some gladiators get more armor than others? I don't do they know. get to choose what they wear? Or is it like the more bouts you win, the like the more armor you get or... Do they just say, I don't want the armor because it impedes my movement? So. Yeah, it might depend on what kind of, what style you're fighting. Yeah, because, like, what is it? Crixus is Dustamer Milo style. I can't remember what Gannicus does, but he has the two swords. Uh, I think Gannicus maybe practiced, uh, well, what style does Vega uh, practice in Street Fighter? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> he, he cl- climbed up that, uh, that wall, you like a little wall jump. Yeah. Or, or Chun Li. What does Chun Li do? Uh, it's the W, doesn't it? I don't remember. Street Fighter Two. I always, I could never get past Vega. I always got up to the point where you fight Vega, and always died. Sadness. Mm. Wikipedia says Chun uh, Chun Li practiced um, Chinese Kempo. That is. That's not what it was in the uh, Street Fighter role-playing guide. <laughs> I have a role-play... Well, I shouldn't even ask that question. Of course, there's a role-playing game with Street Fighter. Of course, I bought all the books from the uh, the role-playing game shop <laughs> near my house. Yeah, I think we talked about this with Matt one time. I think, yeah. <laughs> I bet Matt would be into role-playing Street Fighter. Wushu. It was Wushu. Wushu. That's what she was. So maybe that's uh, Gannicus's fighting style, because he went up that wall and then came down behind the guy and cleaved his sword into the guy's backside. It always seems like our heroes are not armored, but their opponents are armored. Our heroes are badass. They, they don't need armor. They don't. Yeah, when Gannicus killed that guy, the guy he had to fight blindfolded, um, there was, they had, to, they added some footage back for the DVD because this, I think this was one of the rare times that Star said, yeah, can you cut that back a little? It's a little too much. 
So there's some extra really? gruesomeness on the DVD. I feel at this point, everything should be fair game. <laughs> why, why would you say scale it back? Pure stars. Why would you ever... You, you know your audience at this point. <laughs> yeah, season two. Why maybe, scale it back? Maybe season one. So, yeah, they had... They were doing a better job in like undoing like the skies and the backgrounds. They had learned lessons from season one. Mm-hmm. So I was having trouble remembering the names of these guys that Badiatis was dealing with: Tilius and Vetius, Veticus, something. Uh, I wrote it down. Let me find it. This Varus. Varus was in the second episode. No, Varus is in the second one. Yeah, sorry. Um. Vettius. Vettius, okay. It was just kind of generic. <laughs> Vettius, Vettius was the young guy, and Tolius was the older guy. Yeah, just generic villains. I mean, they're pretty much, you know, same positions as his enemies in season one. You know, he's trying to better them. Tolius played Hades on Xena Warrior Princess for a few episodes. When they, there's this one move that, um, Gannicus does during the blindfold fight and Rob Tapper said, yeah, that's very Her- Hercules, Xena, Seeker-esque. It's like all mm-hmm. on the, it's like all the same people doing these shows. We need to watch Legend of the Seeker. We have to do that as a bonus episode. Bonus. <laughs> uh, that was a good show. That was a good show. <laughs> um, so Gaia. I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I found myself a drunk Shimoda. That's the, uh, I don't know, you, are you listening to The Greatest Generation yet? No. Please listen to an episode so you understand my reference. When I say I found myself a drunk Shimoda, it is the bald guy at the arena who grabs his crotch just to scratch his balls. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, he wasn't being lewd. He was just... Just trying to scratch. It's like when you... His, his yeah. balls itch. So he, scr- he just <laughs> do it. I don't care. I'm in the background. I'm a background guy. <laughs> um... Uh, Gaia, who's played by Jamie Alexander, who's on Dexter and yeah. Defiance, said they looked at hundreds of people for this role before they finally found the right role. And I think she, yeah, she said, I think she auditioned for the role of um, Animaeus's wife, but she ended up getting this role. Mm. <laughs> that would have been definitely, that would have been different. I'm trying to find her. On the IMDb, I found a different Jamie Alexander from Blind Spot and Thor. There's another Jamie. Did Alexander? I say Jamie Alex? Is that her name? Let's look it up. Her name's Jamie Murray. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Not Jamie well, Alexander. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. When I saw the um, menu menu animation and I saw that photo, I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> Bestie from Hammersmith, London. That's another. Oh yeah, she was on Warehouse 13. That's another show I need to get caught up on. Once upon a time, I'm a few seasons behind on that. I liked her well enough. Yeah, Gaia. She's predicting a, a bad end for her though. Yeah, it's just being a bad influence. Melita is so many new characters. Melita is Animaeus's wife. She's a bad end for her also. <laughs> she's friends. If with, they're not around in season one. <laughs> yeah, something must they, have happened. Something must have happened. But the Crixes, I'm not Crixes, Gannicus and Animaeus and her all seem to be friends and friendly with each other. We see baby, a- or younger Asher 
who was Syrian. Did we know that he was Syrian? I don't think so. It's It was quite strange to see him uh, be friendly with Crixus and be at a higher station than Crixus, sort of yeah. offering him advice and they can't stand each other in the season one. So again, something must happen. And, and I'm very curious to find out, you know, what happens. Yeah. They say that the guy who plays Chris has got in like really good shape. Cause he thought he was going to be headed in his head. He was going to be like a great fighter in this season, but like, no, you're still going to be the conniving kind of guy that you always are. Wait, Crixus or Asher? Asher. I said Crixus. <laughs> I thought he looked like he was in really good shape. Yeah, yeah he is. He, he got in shape thinking he was going to be, I guess, doing more fighting. Oh, but did at the time, did he think that he was going to be fighting in season two or in the miniseries? Prequel. Oh, I mean, I don't know how much fighting he actually does, but I guess he had in mind in his head he was going to be, it was going to be one way, but it's going to be, I mean, it just kind of spoils stuff. I don't think he does a lot of, you know, like gladiatorial fights, like, you know, well, at some point he, at some point he gets injured. Yeah. So, hmm. One of those guys, one of those other Syrians was named, Syrians was named Dagon, and I, I don't think I got the other guy's name. Well, the guy who gets killed is Inga. Ing- See, these names are hard, people. Yeah. Indus. 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 I okay, yeah, he's yeah. He- oh, Barca. You see, Barca. <laughs> just prices yeah, I I don't like Barca. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's too tall, and he's and the the dreads make it makes me think of like Predator. <laughs> he looks alien to me. I don't. I don't know. He does have an odd look about him. And got beat up a little bit. Oh, Tilius, the guy that plays Tilius was is on Ash versus Evil Dead now. Or he's been in some episodes as the sheriff. So they go to the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah. The episode. Then Public you, bath. Then you give us a history of I bathrooms. did of, of the uh the little like rag on a stick. <laughs> I knew I remember seeing a bathroom scene somewhere, but I wasn't sure if it was like in Rome or on this show. There's a bathroom scene in Rome. Also. Okay, yeah, okay. But uh, you know they they all share the same stick that has like the rag on on the end of it, and you just kind of shove it up there and wipe yourself off, and then hand it back. And you get a and towel. Then it goes in a bucket of water, and then they uh, yeah, then you get a towel. Oh god, it's so fucking gross. No <laughs> wonder people didn't live long back then. <laughs> uh, so gross. Well, it's just a lack of privacy. Yeah, I just sitting next to a guy and. Shitting. <laughs> You're Just, talking. Let's walk and talk, and then stop at the bathroom and talk some more. <laughs> talk, talk. Oh man, yeah. And you know my rule about no talking. No talking in the bathroom. I guess this isn't really much of a bathroom, so that's the loophole. But they would have their own bathrooms at their home, right? I can't remember. Well, they must. I mean, yeah, they're not okay. going to leave their villa and go all the way to the public bath. Okay, because yeah, so that's so long. This is just, this is just. And, and one would think that if you had a private bath somewhere, you would not want to use the public bath ever. And that's what I do. I hold it till I get home. <laughs> hold it till you get home. <laughs> I can wait. If you have to, yeah. Oh boy. You would think that if they had a public bathroom. There would be a public bathroom for slaves and a public bathroom for or the lower caste and then a public bathroom for the higher caste. 
Although maybe this was the higher caste bathroom and the lower classes, you do it in your pants. <laughs> that guy that handles the stick. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the worst job. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. No. <laughs> I'm glad we've made some advancements in. Uh, Definitely have. We have. I know I live with my, I live with my grandparents the early part of my life and. I do have some vague memory of there being, I think, um, like earliest period I can remember, I think we were just getting like an indoor bathroom. Like I never had to use the, like an outside bathroom outhouse or anything, but it seemed like it was a new thing when I was really young having an indoor bathroom. I can see that if you lived in an older house that didn't originally have a bathroom, yeah. you might have some sort of attachment like to your house where it doesn't really feel like the bathroom is part of the house, but it's sort of like on the property and maybe you have to go outside or through like a little, you know, uh, like a tunnel or something that like a detached garage, but a detached (laughs) bathroom. But I would not count that as an outhouse because it would still have plumbing. It's just, you built it on. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. It's gonna, uh, uh, mind. Just, Let's put that memory out. Um, let's see what else happened. They take opium. So yeah, Bodyotis is maneuvering. Oh, this, before that though, we get our first rendition of My Cock Rages On. <laughs> Ganicus is, singing outside. What do you mean first rendition? This is just a popular song among the fans. It's not the first time we'll hear somebody sing it. My it's, Cock Rages On, huh? Yeah. <laughs> i think it's the first time but this scene the scene where he sings it i think this is where animaeus tells him that he's gonna fight the next day and um ganicus said it should have been you animaeus i think that this was the audition scene for the role of ganicus oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm not sure if my cock rages on was part of it but yeah they were talking about how they had to see so many people pretend to be drunk, and you know, a lot of people are really bad at pretending to be drunk. What surprised me if Dustin Clare was really drunk when he's kind of guy. One of my notes is so vague; it just says "sexy times spanked dad ass." Yeah, the, that could that could apply to any scene in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even when Lucretia and Gaia, Gaia. <laughs> There's so many parts, yeah, Animaeus and his wife. There's so many parts in my notes where I just write, they fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been when Ganicus was getting his reward. Yeah. Being this, this woman. That was maybe the most sexiest. <laughs> um, so Tilly has set up a meeting with Badiatis that night. He wants to buy... Ganicus, because the magistrate wants to see Ganicus fight, so I guess that's why Tilius wanted to be the owner of Ganicus. I'm thinking that's what happened. But, um, Badiatis says no, gets blindfolded and beat up. Well, I, uh, it was interesting this, the way they were doing these two scenes together, Lucretia and Gaia doing their drugged out thing and Badiatis getting beat up and peed on. <laughs> Uh, now, in addition to being humiliated, would the urine sting in open wounds like that? Uh, I don't know. This is what I've never, would, I've never I had know. urine put on me 
thank you and I hope never to have so I don't know what that would how that would feel I don't know well sting does urine sting and open wounds someone answer someone, that question someone, someone try that please next time I cut my finger I'm gonna pee on it and see what happens oh shut up Alexa <laughs> 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 That's been happening a lot lately when I've been podcasting. Alexa just like t- just like jumps in. <laughs> um, Alexa, does urine sting and open wounds? I wasn't able to understand the question. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what are you good for? <laughs> you don't know anything. Um, does that thing do anything? What Alexa? Yeah. Yeah, she gives me news updates. She's my alarm. Um, if I had it connected up to like the lights and the th- thermostat, she could, you know, control those, but I don't yet. Huh. Plays music, reads books to me. Tucks you in, it, in bed. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, well, let, let's talk a little bit more about that fight. Okay. The, I'm talking about the the blindfold. blindfold okay. Fight. Uh, first of all, even if the guy wasn't blindfolded, is it blindfolded or blindfold? I think it's blindfolded. That's what I say. Even if he didn't have the blindfold, I would not want to be a spectator standing so close to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to be a spectator at all to such a thing because it's awful. But to be standing so close, I mean, you got to figure that they're going to spill out into the crowd and that they're going to. I mean, it's cable TV shows. You got to expect that you're going to get, you know, someone's going to get their arm chopped off or something's going to go awry. <laughs> you're on cable right? TV, don't stand so close. <laughs> don't stand so close. That's the tagline of Spartacus. Don't stand so close. <laughs> exactly. So Gannicus, yeah, Gannicus said that he hurt the guy. I don't know. How? He's Daredevil, basically. It. Some of the maneuvers were super lucky. Yeah, they were. There were the occasional thing where he, you could see that he was feeling for an arm, and okay, I found the arm. Let me kind of go along the blade a little bit, you know. Like you could see that he's feeling for and and sensing motion and and movement, and and so that he can make you know decisions during the fight. But then there were other times where it was like if he had gone the other way, he would have been dead. So he was extremely lucky. Yeah. And of course, I think he would have appreciated if everyone had been very quiet, so he could have heard. <laughs> He's like, shh, shh, I'm trying to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty thrilling. I mean, of course, I know that he's going to survive, so it does lessen the suspense. But it was, it was a good fight, and it was very gory at the end. I think they said this was the first fight that. Dustin Clare filmed as Gannicus. Yeah, once he saw how everything went together, you know, he was really excited. Uh, um, Crixus basically set himself up to be bought by, he was, well, I'd say he was what, carrying stones before, but he set himself up to become a gladiator, be, to be noticed by, by the artists. Really? I missed that. Yeah, he was, when he was telling Asher that, because he wanted to go for glory and all that, all that jazz. So at, at the end, Badiatis meets with Tullius and Vettius and they put a bag over his head and they 
beat him. He yep. looks like he was voluntarily removed from a United flight. <laughs> oh, too soon. Then too soon. Uh, <laughs> then there's a topical humor for you folks. And then Tullius uh, pisses on Bodyatus's face. And of course, Bodyatus is a horrible person, so I don't mind this. This He's is not, fine. Yeah, just a look yeah, of shock has... on his face when his man got stabbed. Like, oh yeah, um, Proto Asher, the very derpy looking guy. <laughs> it's his throat slashed. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> like this? I didn't know this was going to happen. Anything else interesting happened uh, in this episode? No, I think the second episode had more more going on. Okay. Yeah, so they had they did a new title sequence. There, the, I guess the editing staff was really excited to do the title sequence, and that shot of Body Artist yelling at the end. They shot that to match Andy Whitfield yelling at the end of the season one credits. Oh, that's cool. All oh, the idiot quotes. I just I dropped the bomb on quotes. I usually do that though. <laughs> there was there was one thing that I was gonna write down, but. It's like, uh, <laughs> there was a Jupiter's, oh, there was a right. Jupiter's cock in this episode. Melita, Melita. Melita. Okay. Yeah. Melita says, soon enough, your flowers will be plucked. Hastening the moment will only result in the bruising of the petals. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. Such flowery language. Flowerly. Flowery. I can't say it. <laughs> That he says, words fall from your mouth as shit from ass. No. Is this one of my notes or is this a quote? Blindfold? What the fuck? I think that's one of your notes. I think someone actually said that. Okay. Oh. (laughs) Um, You have have no quotes at all? No. That's so sad. I know. Sad. Lazy quoter. Uh, Who is our winner, winner, winner? It's not Buddy (laughs) Otis. Uh, no, it's definitely not Badiatis. I have a theory that Gaia, if that is how you pronounce her name, that she is not the wealthy widow that she claims she is. I have a feeling that she is penniless. Broke. And she is just trying to advance her station and basically have a roof over her head. Um, I was tempted to say that she won because she gets to stay at the Ludus. Or maybe Gannicus, he got some nice rewards and some wine, some women. Yeah, but then he had to go through that awful fight and very nearly died. Yeah, he didn't look too happy at the end of that fight. He was hurt. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't all cut. Well, I guess a little bit, but for a while he was like, damn, I'm alive. We could say Tullius. He hasn't really won yet. Yeah, he he didn't get what he wanted. He did make an impression. (laughs) He did. Maybe nobody won. I'm okay with that. Okay. Nobody Do stood out. Really? No, but no, because it's it's just the beginning of the season, so we don't know if any anyone's actions will actually get them in a good place <laughs> or a bad place. There's no Spartacus in this season, so... <clears throat> so who's the loser? Uh, I think getting beat up and then pissed on makes you the loser by default. Yeah. I have all... I made like several notes to like create a spreadsheet for all this, but I never did. Ah. <laughs> that's gonna be, it's gonna be a running joke now. 
<laughs> so who was the best sleigh? I thought the best sleigh was Gannicus taking that guy's head and sawing it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, he didn't saw it all the way off. He just opened up the throat. Yeah, and dropped him. But still, it was it was pretty great because he was Leinfeld at the time. <laughs> he just felled it. Uh, what about the best lay? I think that's Gannicus too. Yeah, I think that's Gannicus fucking the women toward the beginning of the episode. Uh, type, type, type. Okay. Put it all up. What it's about- not going to matter because it doesn't go in a spreadsheet. <laughs> it's it's got to go in a spreadsheet one day. You know, I have another like task task to put all the ratings from the Terminator podcast online, but I've been delaying that for what over a year now, so we'll see. Did you do ratings for down below? Yeah. And they're all in a spreadsheet. <laughs> but they're not all online. Yeah, I think the first four seasons are online, but not the fifth season. Uh so what about ratings? What do you think, Matt? <laughs> You're the only one here. I said that yeah. like I was trying to. <laughs> oh, me first? <laughs> All right. So, by default, this is disappointing because we're going backwards. And we're seeing some things that are not necessary, really. We could have done, had like a um, flashback episode next season or something to just fill in some gaps. If that's what we really needed to do. Yeah. So this is obviously killing time because we're hoping that Andy Whitfield gets better. So there's more interesting things happening the next episode than this one, but I did like seeing Asher being a superior fighter than Crixus. I liked Koi, Lucretia, and Gannicus is pretty charismatic for a protagonist compared to Spartacus, I thought. Yeah. So obviously, Andy Whitfield um, was fantastic in the role and brought a lot of depth to it. I do like I initially I like Gannicus more than I like Spartacus from episode one. If I was yeah. comparing episode one Gannicus to episode one Spartacus, I would want to spend more time with Gannicus than Spartacus. But that's just because Spartacus is very tragic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Vettius, Tullius, I don't like them. It just you know the whole body at arc, it's we've we've done it already. So what is there to do? I don't know. It's fine. I'll give it six and a half out of ten honey buckets. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of an inside joke. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't like this as much as I was expecting to, but it was still pretty good. It's good seeing characters that we know in a different light and also getting some new characters, even if I don't really like most of them. But um so I give it seven out of ten. Um, seven out of ten. Gosh, I'm blanking right now. Seven out of ten blindfolded throats cuts or something. <laughs> oh yeah. So if you haven't seen it, uh, the documentary that Andy Whitfield made about his search for a cure for cancer is on Netflix, at least in the U.S. I think we'll watch it at some point and talk about it. Uh, see, second episode is called Missio. It was originally aired January 28th, 2011, directed by Rick Jacobson. 
and written by the team of Marissa Tancheroen and Jed Wheaton. Pretty sure mm-hmm. I said her name incorrectly. Yeah. She's not listening to this. <laughs> Mo. I was calling her Mo. I think everybody calls her Mo. Um, yeah, there's a commentary by Stephen DeKnight, Dustin Clare, Peter Minsa, and Jamie Murray. It seemed like they were having fun together. <laughs> uh, a little bit when the actors get together on these shows. Cause there, there are times when like Dustin Clare was giving like Jamie Murray shit for something and she's like, Oh, shut up. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy the actor commentaries on the Game of Thrones Blu-rays. Yeah. And, uh, I, I rip the Blu-rays to my computer and then like encode them into small video files with the commentary tracks. So I can put them on my phone so that when I'm at work, I can listen to the commentary tracks and not yeah. really pay attention to the, to the video, but if I have want to, I can look at my phone and look at the at the video. Oh, cool! I, yeah, it's kind of what I do because it's almost like listening to a podcast. So it's better than because when I'm at home, I don't really want to watch the commentary then. Yeah, so I can actually watch a show, you know, give it my full attention. So that's kind of the thing that I've been doing. I love the uh, podcast commentaries that Ron Moore would do for Battlestar Galactica. I think he does it for. Yeah, he does. Yeah, for, Outlander? Yeah, Outlander, yeah. Yeah, he does. Okay. Are you caught up on Outlander? I have never seen Outlander. It's one of my t- shows that I need to watch. But, yeah, I'm behind. It's, it, it can be really slow in parts. Um, the first season 16 episodes, and it should be more like 13 or 12. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of padding. that, it, And they stuck very close to the book because I read the book. And... Uh, the second season is shorter. It's 13 episodes and minor spoiler, they go to France and I love France Outlander more than Scotland Outlander, which is uh, probably like, which is probably like blasphemous to Outlander fans, <laughs> but the sets and the costumes and the fun characters and it, it looked sumptuous, you know, it looked so good and it was just more entertaining. And, uh, uh, I like the economy of plot because they wasn't so padded and flabby like the first season was. Though the first <laughs> season had some good episodes, there was a lot that could just be left on the table, I thought. Overall, I think it's a pretty good show, but it's never I doubt it's going to be ever, ever going to be one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. but the second season finale was so good. <laughs> Best episode yet. Anyway, thanks about it. Yeah, I'm going to stars. Yeah. There's a lot on stars that I need to like I need to catch up Ash versus Evil Dead and Black Sails and Outlander. Good stuff. I'm not sure I could do Black Sails. Oh, you know what's coming in a few weeks? American Gods. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to that. I don't have much interest in that. Well, I love the books. If, if it's as good as the books. Mm. But I'm rereading the book now, and there's this... I think I remember now, like, from when I first read the book, like, the whole middle section is, like, a little slow. The beginning's really good. The ending's good. But there's some section in the middle where it's like, uh... I'm just ready for season three of The Leftovers. Yes. <laughs> in mm. two days. Yeah. So I don't have HBO, so I have to uh, rely on my Uncle Nefarious to yeah. get copies. <laughs> but yeah. um, if I could get it Monday and then watch it Monday night, Tuesday night, maybe we could do something like what, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, like a post-premiere discussion. Sure. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or Hoopalcast. 
It's my HBO podcast. So in Missio, so I guess Missio was the submission thing, the symbol for a submission. It sounded like an Italian dessert. It's a Missio. And uh, is this one week later? Because I think they talked about him being yeah. recuperating for a week. Yeah, it's a week later. Apparently, he even had a bruise on his ass, but I didn't notice it. <laughs> um, oh, no. What does that mean? That was just that he got... <laughs> I don't think it means that. <laughs> it's not <Okay>. like... Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, you know, that scene with... Skipping away to the end, <laughs> that scene with Gatticus and Varus, where they kind of make you think that something... <laughs> you know, Varus is going to be mate... Uh, well, Gannicus is going to be made to please Varus. He's like, no. And you know who Varus reminds me of? Dude. Jared from Silicon Valley. Yeah, I think I was thinking that too. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> the guy from The Office, but yeah, it's the same yeah, guy. The <laughs> yeah, same guy. Um, uh, actor, actor's name is Zach Woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Here I wrote my prediction. I wrote prediction. Guy is not a rich widow. She's a bankrupt freeloader. She's scheming. What are you doing, Reese? Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Tilius. And- you were talking about Crixus, um, the actor, Manu Bennett, like bulking up or thinking he... Was that what you were saying? No, that was Asher. Oh, no, yeah, that was Asher. Yeah, uh, because Crixus looks flabbier. He looks out of shape. Yeah, he... Less you know, of maybe. a... But his mouth was gape, like, the whole episode. He's came across <laughs> such a mouth breather. Yeah, he's wearing that wig the whole time. <laughs> wig. He looked, he looked very much like a Neanderthal. Did see, yeah, Navia, and I think Diona was uh, Gaia's, Gaia's um, handmaiden. Or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Crixus is learning. This is he actually lands a blow against Asher and Animaeus in their training. Mm. Yeah, this whole storyline about how Animaeus wants to get back into the arena after because it's been a year since he fought Theocles. It's kind of like how Asher wanted to get back into the arena in season one. Yeah. That feels familiar. Yeah, they made fun of Salonius's eyeliner in the commentary. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have noticed if they hadn't pointed it out. And yeah, Bodyatus is mad about how he was treated, and that one guy submits when uh, they're yeah. sparring. Yeah, he has the right to be mad, but he took it he out. Does. Oh, he took it out on that one guy who submitted and sent him to the mines. Well, then he didn't end up doing that. Yeah. So maybe he wished he had, because that was um, Indus, right? Yeah, I think was that was that Indus. I think it was. Yeah, well, it's the guy who yeah was almost killed Tilius, but I think right. he was I think he was set up to die from the beginning, right? I think that was the plan from the beginning for Asher to kill him because he was the one who lured Tilius into that place, and you know since he saw you, you know he have to kill you. That makes sense, yes. I mean, the alternative would have been to... Well, I mean, they could have then put him in the mines, couldn't they? Couldn't they? Yeah. They didn't have to kill him. But they could they have, have trusted him. <sighs> Probably could have sold him to someone else. To a then, Syrian guy. 
someone in another, um, you know, country. Yeah. So that he would be far away and un- un- unable to testify. <laughs> yeah, said the then they would have gotten. Then they would have gotten like uh, more money for him. Yeah. Maybe not much, but better than nothing, right? Yeah. We're talking about people like they're. <laughs> 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 We're no better than the ancient Romans. Oh. <laughs> We're a little better. I thought I learned something from this show. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the mines were like the worst place you could be sent as a slave. No doubt, <laughs> underground. They, I doubt they have a state-of-the-art air filtration. <laughs> you know what made even me... mines today are dangerous. Yeah, gosh, man, that would, yeah. Coal's not coming back, guys. <laughs> if you live in Appalachia and you're counting on uh, Donald Trump to bring coal jobs back, it's not happening. Coal <laughs> is not coming back. There are cheaper. Better, uh, more energy efficient, cleaner fuels than coal. Coal is not coming back. Wake up. You know what made me mad, though? It's Barca and and his guy are, like, playing with a bird. I'm like, oh, this is about Pietro. That must be Barca's thing. Yeah. Meets a guy and shows him the birds. Yeah. Yeah. Barca, gosh. Poor Malcolm from Jessica Jones. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, not as young, so uh, I kind of thought that the Barca-Malcolm relationship was kind of skeevy, because he seemed older than the boy, right? Well, this guy is the same age. And I looked up the actor uh, who plays the boyfriend, Octus. He's been on like 400 episodes of Neighbors, the Australian soap opera, (laughs) which has the most obnoxious theme song and i will sing it for you now <laughs> okay. i used to watch i used to watch the show every week weeknight when i lived in australia <laughs> it was on at like six o'clock and then the simpsons came on at like six thirty, or maybe it was the reverse but it would go neighbors everybody needs good neighbors because that's when neighbors become good friends. <laughs> Something like that. Sorry about the melody. I don't really remember it that well. But that's, awesome. that's, basically, that's basically the lyrics. That's when neighbors become good friends. Ugh. <laughs> I don't. I try to speak to my neighbors as little as possible. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> No, actually, I do try to speak. To, I, well, I used to try to speak to one neighbor, and he would just act like I wasn't there, like I didn't say anything. There was a really nice lady who lived downstairs, and I used to see her when I walked my dog, and she would walk her dog, and we would say hi to each other, and then I would stop, and uh, we would talk about our dogs mostly. And uh haven't seen her in a long time. I don't know if she moved out. Um, it's possible that she did, but, you know, because I don't have my dog anymore. He passed oh. away. Um, I don't. I'm not outside around the property like I was before. So I don't see people. Speaking of walking dogs, sometimes every once in a while I'll like install like a grinder or something like that. And I'll just get a message from somebody out of a, out of the blue. Like you have a brown dog, don't you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and for a second, it kind of freaks me out with nothing. Like it's just innocent. People just probably see me walking around and then they recognize my face on the app. Like, oh, you that's the guy with the little brown dog. So I've had people at work, like on, there's a lady, one time a lady at work on the elevator said, yeah, you live over in this neighborhood. You have a little brown dog, don't you? I'm like, yeah, that's me. But anyway, <laughs> it's just freaky getting recognized on Grinder. Anyway, <laughs> it's 
So, um, uh, so there's this tension between Doctore and we don't ever find out this Doctore's name, but between no, but do you know who the actor is? Because I looked him up. Uh, Actually, he he was Jango Fett in the uh, Star Wars prequels. Okay. Oh, yeah. They said a lot of good things about him. Like they're like as soon as the camera's off him, he's just like hilarious. Just very dour on here. Uh, so yeah, so he's budding with Bodyatis over how Bodyatis is conducting himself. And Bodyatis fires him. Wants Animaeus to take over. And so he ends up picking a fight with Animaeus and dies. Of course, because we don't see him in season one, so he, <laughs> he must not be turn. there. <laughs> it couldn't have just gone off into the sunset. Maybe he didn't have a purpose anymore. He just wanted to die. But if even if he had killed, um, even if OG Doctore had killed NG Doctore, he would not be able to stay at the Lotus. I mean, he could have just left. If he was fired, he could have just left. And, he probably could have. Yeah, like, why didn't he? He was angry. I think because at this point, they all have Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> They've come to yeah. love their captors. Yeah. Oh, boy. He couldn't see life outside of the Ludus. Well, it's not like um, he can give a reference being fired <laughs> from his previous job. <laughs> what are you qualified to do? Uh, train gladiators. Well, I really just need someone to wash dishes. <laughs> I can do that. Do you have a reference? No. Hmm. Sorry. This reminds me on Downton Abbey how important it was to have a reference if you were <laughs> you were leaving, looking for a new job. Right. Oh, Lady Sybil. No. <laughs> oh. Remember when Ygritte uh, got a typewriter and then Lady Sybil <laughs> drove her into town so that. Ygritte could get a job as a secretary. I know. <laughs> and David Holler died in that car accident. Right after, not long after Sybil died. Yeah. That family went through a lot. <laughs> it was so good, though. <laughs> <laughs> was, I love that show. Um, <laughs> um, mm, I wrote something about jacking off. Oh, that was Varus. <laughs> um you so mean Jared? Yeah, Jared. <laughs> yeah, all this, all this bromance stuff between Animaeus and Ganicus, and then Ganicus is forced to have sex with Animaeus's wife, Malim. And at least he is disgusted by the, you know, the prospect. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't yeah. want to rape this woman, which is what it is. I so mean, they didn't he's like. He's a good guy. Yeah, but as, as debauched as he could be, uh. He doesn't want to have sex with someone who's unwilling. At least not his friend's wife. Yeah, but at the end, I think they kind of started to get into it. She, like, put her, she, like, reached up and grabbed him and, I I wonder, I wonder if this is the beginning of some sort of illicit affair because they have some sort of hidden feelings for each other. Or was she trying to just kind of tell him, uh, kind of alleviate some of his guilt? Kind Mm -hmm. of like... All right, I'm just gonna just gonna get into this. Don't feel so bad. Mm. I'm not gonna because looking up at him, cringing, is not gonna make anyone feel better. So maybe she's just like, I'm gonna close my eyes, pretend it's my husband or something. You know, once again, they interweave sex with a fight with the <laughs> Animaeus and Doctor A. Well, that's always they always do that. Yeah, 
This is when I wrote R.I.P. Volcano Face. Because I was talking about uh, OG Doctore. He is very, he had, you know, lots of crags in his face. It's not going to be a model after this. No. <laughs> there is some cool stuff when um, Animas was talking about the past heroes of his father and grandfather. Wish I could see more about some of those guys. Yeah, I was. I almost wrote their names down to see if they were real gladiators, but then I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we're just going to say they're not. That's the prequel to the prequel. <laughs> okay, so Jared comes into town on you know in his little um whatever they fuck they call it, and uh, is met by who? Oh, Indus. Because have they killed? Well, Indus met Vedius. Vedius. And okay, so Lord. they met Vedius, lured him down the dark alley because he didn't know he was on a te- television show. Yeah. <laughs> He he attacks Vettius, nearly kills him, then is stopped by Asher. Yeah, and Asher kills Indus. Right, saying you he's it's you know we saw your face. Too bad. Yeah, because I think that wasn't Vettius... the plan. We're gonna leave him alive. Why not kill him? I don't understand why not. Why not kill Vettius? Um, I don't know. Maybe that was too much. I maybe just wanted to get revenge. Maybe just you know an eye for an eye. Like, you beat me up. I beat you up. But it was Tilius who I don't know. And then they pissed on Vettius's face. But maybe they just had to get Vettius out of the way so they could work their scheme on Varus. But they could have just killed Vettius. Yeah. I don't think anyone would go that he would care he was dead. Tilius might. Tilius might? He's using him to... But now you've just left to leave Vettius alive. It's just going to anger him more. I just don't see point that. So Jared, Jared arrives, and Jared doesn't see his you know, Vettius, so they take him to the Ludus, Gaia and, and Lucretia, and they ply him with alcohol and opium, too, did they say? Um, I think so. He, said he liked a certain kind of opium or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, there was also a, a staged battle like, oh. between Clixus and Gannicus. Yeah. And Crixus lost. He put up a fight, though. Oh, it was a good fight. And this is when, uh, after this, this is when Jared ring, uh, looks like he might be raping Gannicus or allowing or forcing Gannicus to have sex with him or fondle him. Well, he did fondle him. <laughs> yeah, they're saying on the commentary that the actor that plays Jared didn't know that, you know, when they go in close that he didn't have to. You know, grab his cock, grab his dick. So, but they didn't want to like tell him because they didn't want to like throw him off of his game. Mm. So he just kind of got the got groped for a few hours. Right. So I liked I liked that Gaia was. I mean, at first it looked like she was blowing the whole plan out of the water. The way that she was distracting him at the the gladiator bout because. Um, Badiatus wanted him to watch. Watch my gladiators so that you pick one of them for the Primus. You know, that you become my sponsor. Yeah. But Gaia distracted him and it looked like she was just going to sink the whole thing. But then she says, look, I know this guy better than you do. He doesn't really care about the gladiators. What he cares about is the drink, food, the opium, the sex, his lusts for life. Yeah. And she was right. But I wonder at some point, is she going to overplay her hand? Because right now, her interests 
seem to line up with the body Addison and Lucretia's. Yeah. But she might maneuver Varus for her own purposes away from all this gladiator nonsense. And at that point, they think they might kill her. Varus isn't in season two, season one either. I wonder <laughs> if he's going to live. Maybe not, but because he comes from a different place. Yeah. He could go back to that place. And he maybe he takes Gaia with him. We'll see. Yeah, we will. I thought that a pop ballad was going to play at the end of the episode. It's yeah, really the music like was really weird for this show at the end. <laughs> I thought, ooh, are we going to get a song by official songstress of Sparta Cast, Natalie Merchant? <laughs> it was, yeah, I was listening. I was waiting for that. Um, mm. Mm. Yeah, so um, yeah. So my last note uh, is that I thought it was just gross how Doctore had to ask Badiata's permission to see his own wife, even though it was not their time, like their officially sanctioned time. I like to see my wife and tell her that I'm now the Doctore. That's gross. And she was in the background. Your, your own wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was in the background putting her dress back on when he said that. Yeah, Jimmy Murray said she was kind of glad not to get the part of Melita because, like, her and Navy are, like, always in the background, like, almost every scene, <laughs> just standing back there. Well, it's more nothing. fun to, to be Gaia. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, the Syrians for their work against Vedic, Vedic, I can't remember his name. They got the mark, even though they hadn't been tested, and that's kind of what pissed off. That was kind of, I think, the last straw with Doctore. So, yeah, I guess Asher was never, he didn't, you know. He didn't, he didn't pass the stupid test. Yeah, it's kind of like how. Badiata said, he, well, he passed my test. Yeah. There's a one scene where I guess Barka pissed in the porridge. And oh, yeah. And Dagan kept eating, even though the others kind of threw their food away. <laughs> Dagan's like, I'm not throwing this food away. Was that because Dagan doesn't speak English? Maybe so. Or whatever language they're supposed to be speaking yeah. that they're obviously not speaking. <laughs> it was like, I didn't know. What, what did he say? And don't worry about it. This tastes funny, but you know, it's food. It's like when Homer Simpson found out that all the milk at the school was coming from rats. <laughs> and so he, he runs into this lunchroom and knocks all the milk cartons out of people's mouths. And Milhouse is like, can I, can I drink this? He's like, knock yourself out, kid. <laughs> that was a tangent. Sorry. Delete oh, no, that. Take that out. No, I don't delete. Take <laughs> that out. I hope you truncate silence. I do that, and I try to all do right, a good. noise filter, but that's about it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> And we're cutting out the dog snoring. Um, so what else happened? Oh, there's a thing where uh, Animaeus and Gannicus are drinking wine and just reminds you of a, uh, was it a finale where he told Spartacus, you know, I haven't had anything to drink in a long time. Maybe that's because um, his drinking buddy isn't around. I don't know. They talk about how they may have to fight each other to the death one day, or at least Melita saying that. Da, da, da. I think those are the high points, the low points. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any other notes. Yeah, yeah. Any quotes? I think this was one where I almost wrote down a quote. No, I was thinking about it just a minute ago, but now I've forgotten what it was. Um, 
Yeah, I've got a couple of quotes. This is not about business. This is how they live. They grab life and squeeze until the juice flows. <laughs> yeah, man, that was funny. Should I just do all my quotes because you have none? Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find the one that stuck out in my mind, but it's not coming up. I liked this quote, even though it's not um, vulgar or particularly interesting. I just I like the language that they use. Ah, forgive unsightly countenance. Amount, long trusted, threw me from purchase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything? No. Does it sound? Uh, and what, I wonder, does good Salonius receive for convincing me to spread cheeks and accept deeper ramming? <laughs> oh, I think uh, Crixus asks for some tips. And Ganicus is like, pro tip, there's only one way to become champion. Never fucking lose. <laughs> yeah. Mm, last one. Melita says, oh, uh... I cannot pronounce this guy's name. Animaeus. Animaeus. Right? Yeah. Animaeus. And Melita, I've done a terrible thing. We do what we must in this house. I think that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who is our winner, winner, chicken dinner? Winner, winner. Uh, boy. I think Jared had a pretty good time. <laughs> I think. He- <laughs> uh, yeah. Say Jarrett, but not the one from Subway. No. Uh, who is the biggest loser? That's <laughs> not funny. <laughs> um, who's the loser? And a, a doctore. No, he got a promotion. Well, the old doctore, the one who died. Oh. Um. He's not my doctore. Not my president. Not my doctore. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Trying to think who else. Um, uh, I I will say Felius, Melita. Melita, or because she was just minding her own business, tending to her masters. And this guy and they made like, her yeah. her husband's friend, friend have sex with her in front of other people. Gross. Super gross. You know, some other people saw that and gonna start talking probably. And you know, at least Bodyatus and Lucretia feel disgusted by this yeah but but do they feel disgusted because hey that's a human being like you're forcing them to do something gross or are they disgusted because hey that's our property i don't know lucretia seemed a little bit kind of you know she seemed friendly with melita she was saying nice stuff about animaeus to her friends maybe she's you know maybe she felt disgusted because you know this is a person it's kind of you got to feel something, don't you, for yeah. the people who wait on you hand and foot? Like, even but, if you think, like, oh, it's just kind of like their job. Like, they don't get to, you know, they don't get to leave the house and they have to do what I tell them to do and I don't pay them and they can never leave. But then there you know, are other times, I still like them yeah. and I don't want bad things to happen to them. But then there are other times where they're like, well, this is just a slave. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking care. Well, he, you know, he was kind of upset when Varro died, but that was... I think that may have been more of a property thing, you know, a lost property. Well, I think it's the difference between a house slave and a field slave. Yeah. You, the people who are closest to you are beneath you, but they're still higher than the people who are out of your sight, who do more manual things, who get in the dirt and sweat and smell. You think they really are no better than animals. Yeah. Whereas this person is... Not as good as me, obviously, but she's clean 
and smells good. So <laughs> she has more value. It's obviously it's awful any way you look at it. Yeah. But I'm trying to think how they think just to understand their motivations and how they feel. Cause it just, it seems by Lucretia's reaction in particular, like she's like, she's appalled, but of course she lets it happen. Cause it, yeah, I mean, they, because they're trying to curry favor from someone who's above them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we don't someone's like ever, it, always above. Someone's always above somebody else. And they're trying like to the get above. The yeah. Everyone's trying to climb that mountain. So who is the biggest slay or best slay? Eh, I don't think I have one. Who died? Uh, Volcano face died, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Inda died. Indus. Uh, who I have to say did a really good job when he was talking to um, Bettius. God, these names. The little punk. Yeah. Come on, punk. When he went up to him and he's like, <clears throat> I. No, you you're not meeting him here. You got to come like to see the new arena. Well, no, I'm supposed to meet him here. All right, fine. I'll go tell him you just refused to come see him. Whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> he did. He Indus did a really good job um, selling that. Good job, Indus. Going too soon. Going too, too soon. R.I.P. Who knows what you could have done? You're in heaven now. <laughs> you didn't make it to. You could have been in season three, mate. Or yeah. What about the best lay? I don't know if I, there was one. No, either. I'm going to say that one. <laughs> oh, it's the three-way at the end. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the three-way. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the three characters having sex with each other. <laughs> it's just so commonplace on this show. Um, yeah. All right. She got Put that the, in the old spreadsheet. Because that, because yeah, there was a scene earlier, was it this episode or last one, where she watches them, but this time she got to join in. Yes, she got off before having, watching them. <laughs> um, so ratings. Uh, this was better than the previous one because of the um, the unfortunate ending. I felt really bad for Melita and Ganicus. The Doctore, though he doesn't know what his wife has done. Yeah. I I hope he's not, like, he doesn't react in a bad way. I hope he doesn't blame his wife or blame his friend that he just accepts, you know, they had no choice. There was no option not to. So I hope he doesn't harbor any grudges. Uh, my concern is that they end up having an affair or that it kindled some sort of hidden feeling. Yeah. I, I I hope, or that they, maybe they don't have a romantic relationship, but maybe they act in such a way that it jeopardizes all of them, or they share secrets, or they, or you know, maybe Melita drifts apart from her husband, and that's destructive. I'm not predicting great things. <laughs> Let's just say <laughs> she's not in season one, so something has to happen. Uh, um. But, uh, yeah, so this was better. I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten mouth-breathing pro-magnons because Crixus never shut his fucking mouth. <laughs> uh, How about I, you? Um, yeah, I thought it was better, too. Yeah, the ending and all. Yeah, that was better, too. Maybe I was expecting it to be better because I saw that the weed and... The Whedon's, <laughs> um, wrote the episode, but yeah, 
<clears throat> I like the stuff with Gaia, all their scheme that they um, hatched with Varus. So it was a good episode. I'll give it seven and a half out of ten. Uh, three way, three ways. Mm-hmm. I wrote your name down. It's Gaia. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We didn't have any feedback last night, but let me check very quickly. Doo doo doo. Uh, okay. Yeah. Nothing. Oh well. Next time on Spartacast, we'll be two thirds of the way finished with the season <laughs> already. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah. How about that? Um, we'll be talking about episode three, Potter Familius. And episode four, Beneath the Mask. Potter. 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 A-T-E-R? Yeah. Does that mean father? I think it is the word for father. So it's like familias, like father of the family? It's like the godfather? I wonder if it means father of the family or your... Oh, yeah. Yes, the father of the family. There was a lot of talk these two episodes about Batiatis' father. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not my father. Your father never would have permitted this. Well, I'm not my father. Don't be like your I father. Think, I think Daddy Badiatis is coming back. He's over in Sicilia, right? He comes back and da, 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 maybe hmm, Tullius and Vettius kill dear old dad. Yes. Badiatis. Guy has sex with, sex with daddy. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's a four-way. I, uh, <laughs> Gaia, Lucretia, Badiatis, and Badiatis Sr. <laughs> oh, that's gross. It's <laughs> <laughs> very gross. And then they all piss on each other. <laughs> and they all end up pregnant. <laughs> wow, season, um, <laughs> the season took a weird turn. <laughs> what's, what's the other one? Uh, beneath the mask, behind the mask. I'm already behind close. Behind the ma- behind the candelabra. <laughs> I think it's well, beneath. Liber- the Liberace mask. shows up. <laughs> Liberace shows up and he throws a masquerade ball. Nice. And everyone's invited, including an assassin who's hiding underneath one of the masks. It's Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> he snuck in the masquerade ball. <laughs> and just like uh, in Deadwood, uh. Someone re- capitally represents John Chinaman. Because that's <laughs> what they t- was in one of the articles that we read. <laughs> capitally represented John Chinaman at the Masquerade Ball. So, ooh. And they all sing Masquerade from Phantom. Masquerade, paper faces on parade. Masquerade. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is this season on Spartacus. <laughs> Masquerade it's Ball. Good, guys. <laughs> Oh, well, well, hopefully it won't take us two months to come back. <laughs> Will, where can people find us on the internet? We can find us at spartacast.com, uh, Facebook's, sorry, <laughs> uh, Facebook.groups. Uh, I can't even say it right. Facebook.com slash groups slash Spartacast and on Twitter at Sparta underscore cast. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other podcasts to plug will no no well my down below babylon fire podcast ended just a couple of weeks ago uh but i am still doing the sensate podcast that's the sensate is coming back in three weeks from today i think nice so be starting that up again 
And that's it for me. What about you, Matt? Uh, in June, Orphan Black is back. I'm one of the co-hosts of Clone Dance Party. So we'll be talking about the final, fifth and final season of Orphan Black. I do a video games podcast with our friend Matt Humphrey. That's called Matt is Wrong About Games. We are recording Sunday night, finally. Then the week after that, I'll be recording my podcast, Hooplecast, which is the main podcast that I do. It's the one that I prep and edit and publish. And that started out as a podcast about Deadwood. We covered every episode in depth, like exhaustively in depth, every Deadwood episode. And now we're just covering pilots and premieres of HBO dramas. So we recently covered Oz and From the Earth to the Moon. And then next Sunday, we'll be covering The Sopranos and The Corner. Uh, we're talking about all the HBO shows, all the way through present day stuff. So Big Little Lies, eventually, like in two years. <laughs> because we record about once a month at this point, which is fine. So that's Hooplecast. Find us at Hooplecast.com. I think that's it. Awesome. Awesome. I was just on Redemption Cast talking about the season three finale of Angel. Oh, that's tomorrow. <laughs> now that's another podcast that will finish like <laughs> way in the future. And uh, on the 30th of April, I'll be on Calavici Fashion Cast, which is a Quantum Leap podcast. So still doing some guesting stuff, too. Yeah, I'll be I on. Took a, I took like a month off from podcasting. So yeah, I took like a couple of weeks off. But yeah, it's, uh, I'll be on Defenders Podcast, you know. I think in about a month from now and probably be on, well, maybe I'll be on clone dance party. I haven't, I don't know if they're, I don't know. Y'all <laughs> have y'all started taking signups yet? I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just co-host. I just show up to the board. <laughs> I don't manage any, anything. Yeah. I was on Calavici fashion cast a while back. Uh, yeah. I'm out there somewhere, ep- even though I'm, what episode, what episode of that were you on? Um, I was on the one with, I was on two of them. There was one with the nuns and he was boxing. And then I was on another one that I can't remember right now. Oh, the one where I think it was the one where he was a woman. He jumped into a female. I was on that one. Oh yeah. We were on that together. (laughs) Wait a minute. I remember yeah. now. That was so long ago, it seems. God, it was long ago. It was a- <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Yeah. This was fun. Yeah. Well, we finally did this. <laughs> we're, nearly ha- we're nearly halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah, no. Man. Only every right. show did six episode seasons. All right. We're done. Goodbye. Bye.